0: This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, one story has dominated Irish news for... I would say, eight days now, and it is the payments scandal afflicting RTE. It is to do with declaring less money for Ryan Tubridy's salary than he was actually being paid. I have described it as a grubby little deal, but regardless of what I or others think of it, what was very significant this week, the media committee, had members of the RTE board, the executive board, and the board. And yesterday, the Public Accounts Committee had the board. People will make their own minds up, and we have somebody who will inform that decision just waiting to talk to us. I'll introduce the guest now. It's Arthur Beasley. Arthur is current affairs editor of the Irish Times and a very experienced journalist with a great body of work behind him. I just put one point to you before we get to the nuts and bolts of this. It was quite startling yesterday to hear the chair of the RTE board, Shuan Nairahili, say that the way payments to Ryan Tuberty were presented in the broadcaster's account appeared to her to be, quote, an act designed to deceive She said that very early on in her opening remarks. You've witnessed the two days, and there's a third element to this. I think it was on Tuesday that the executive board issued their own statement, which was widely perceived to have cast no light, really, and to have made matters worse. Arthur, first of all, perspective on this. The situation the public broadcaster finds itself in is surely unprecedented.
1: Uh, Good morning, Eamon. It it, it really, really is. In in living memory, I don't think there's ever been anything like this for RTE. And um, when you have this story as the main item on virtually every single newspaper in the country now for eight days, and no sign of it abating. That is a measure of the gravity of the situation the organization now finds it in, itself in. Um, I, I looked at the proceedings of the Public Accounts Committee yesterday. I have observed many, 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 many committees over the years. Um, it was really quite an extraordinary session. Um, it's just, I mean, I it's kind of, having seen many, of, as I say, having, having seen so many over the years this was really a, 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 a standout episode um, that uh, that will go down in memory, it seems to me.
0: Yes, and the performance before the media committee of the RT team on Wednesday was unimpressive, I think, is perhaps an understatement. We were told that yesterday would be different. It was worse in many ways, wasn't it? Because the questioning, some of the questioning... Let me just ask you about some of the questions. Imelda Munster, she's Sinn Féin TD. On both days, she was outstanding. They only have 10 minutes, which is really tough. But I thought she was outstanding. James O'Connor, a Fáil TD, who was first up yesterday, and he was given a little bit more time, I think 15 minutes. He also was excellent. And there was a Fine Gael TD also who was really excellent. We complain about the quality of our TDs and all of that. But particularly yesterday, they distinguished themselves, really, didn't they?
1: Well, I, I, th- I think what was what was uh, what was unusual was that you had uh, discipline on the part of the questioners, yes, and precision in their questions. Yes. Uh, there was a little bit of speechifying from some people, yes, but this was uh, a session in which people asked questions. In the main, they kept the questions short, and they left it for the witnesses to provide the answers. So uh, there were very few soliloquies, if you like, uh, to the gallery, and more questioning of the people there before them, and that, uh, that proved to be pretty effective.
0: Now, where are we in the scandal? Because the minister has known about this since March. Catherine Martin, the Green deputy leader of the Green Party, She's been very quiet. Yesterday she came out, as did Leo Varadkar, both of them. Varadkar, the Taoiseach being, of course, the most important person, demanded that, that Ryan Tuberty and his agent Noel Kelly and indeed the former Director General, D. Forbes, that they should come before the committee. And there seemed a determination on the part of the committee that that will happen and it must happen soon
1: well uh, that's the committee's determination uh Ryan Tuberty hasn't said anything about that, um, and his view is awaited likewise Noel Kelly he hasn't said anything since uh, day one of this entire affair uh D Forbes, the former uh, director general uh she's in a in a different category, if you like. She says she can't come in for health reasons, but really I mean you know this is the public accounts committee, and they're going to have another hearing next Thursday. But this is now moving into a, a different dimension because you have uh, a formal government review, uh, which may well be signed, on, uh, signed off on today uh, under specific terms of reference. And this is uh, something that's going to take place uh, behind closed doors, really. Uh, it's going to be an exercise. There is talk that Professor Neve Brennan, corporate governance, yes. governance expert, will carry out this review. And I, I think this will really kind of take it into a, a, a different space because who, whoever is in charge, whoever is in command, will have uh, the right to get uh, whatever uh, papers are there on the RTE record. And it seems to me that the, that it, that the terms of reference uh, will not be confined to whatever was going on with Ryan Tuberty's pay arrangements, the extraordinary circuitous roost in which he received top-up payments via this UK barter account, seems to me that the disclosures disclosures yesterday about what else was going on in the barter account mean that that uh, formal government review now takes on a different dimension.
0: It seemed to me early in the week, particularly when there was talk of the committee hearing evidence and then going away to deliberate for a period of up to six or seven months. And that that long period of time may suit them to play for time, the people who have mismanaged this business. How much time have they got and how much time do they need? I'll put this in a context, Arthur. What's been most impressive is the way RTE people like, say, Paul Cunningham, Michal Lahan, two political correspondents, have reported it. Sinead Crowley, who's the Arts and Entertainment, uh, who again has presented it. They have asked the questions, they have expressed their views and or rather reported as they found it. We need to save RT and we need to save public service broadcasting. Is it fair to say there's general agreement on that, not just us talking here, but among politicians and indeed among the public, although the public is outraged by the people who are presently in charge.
1: Oh, I, I, I think there's no doubt about that. And if you break it down, right, the, the first issue is that there's a, there's a very, 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 very grave question marks have been raised now about what exactly, how exactly the organisation has been run. Right? Yes. So those questions need to be resolved the situation is extremely urgent and uh, we uh, we need absolute clarity about what exactly was going on this all of this uh, it seems to me uh, that there's a sense that, that that some of this may indeed turn out to be uh, somewhat prophet- or somewhat cathartic for rte right yes in as much as there has been this disquiet within the organisation about the very high levels of pay uh, that some of the very top earners have been on uh, for a good many years. At the same time, you have uh, constant political disputes around the funding model for the organization in an environment where the media market has changed fundamentally. Right? Yes. And uh, for as long as we have this issue festering in RTE, getting worse by the day, sometimes getting worse by the hour, There's going to be no political agreement, no consensus as to what exactly is going to be done around the future funding of this very important institution. And it seems to me that you can't go there until everything that has to be washed out and all the questions that have been raised, until all of that is settled. So that means it is very urgent because you have questions now over the extent to which people are going to be paying their television licenses yes and you also have a, a, a you you also have the, the danger that the crisis of public confidence will in turn lead to a crisis of commercial confidence in the organization and that advertising revenue will fall accordingly and that it'll be faced with declining license fees and declining advertising revenue at the same time which is really really very serious
0: and just to, to that point the sponsors of Ryan toblers radio show, morning radio show, have pulled out as of yesterday. So that only underlines the point you're making. Now the question of compellability, does the Public Accounts Committee in particular, which seems to be the critical committee, do they have the power of compellability on the former Director General, D. Forbes, who the Taoiseach suggested should be there? For Ryan Tuberty, who was the person who was getting this money, as we say in football, under the counter, but he was certainly getting it in a roundabout circuitous route. And indeed Noel Kelly, who is agent to the stars, quote unquote. Can they be compelled? I I, I think they can.
1: I think compellability has to be sought. It's not something it's not a button that a, that the committee can press yes. uh automatically. Um, there is a procedure, but certainly the political mood is uh, would be to grant such compelability. Right um, now, as to, D. Are to co- as to whether D Forbes is going to, as to whether D Forbes is going to come along if she is indeed compelled, um, that remains to be seen. Um, but certainly, if Ryan Turberty and Noel Kelly are not in the first instance. Uh, prepared to accept an invitation from this committee, it seems to me that the committee is going to compel them to turn up. So, in in that in that circumstance, uh, you might think that they will turn up anyway. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about
0: Director-General, who's due to take up his post on July the 10th, Kevin Backhurst, he was in RTE before, and he has been in the BBC and, of course, in the British Regulator. He said that the executive board, which are the people who make the programmes and the people who really deal with the broadcasters, decide who's on programme, who's presenting programmes, make all the, the key decisions... They are answerable, really, at the end of the day to the Director-General. But he said he's going to change things and reconstitute the executive board. How can that be done? What needs to be done? Is it new personnel? Or what are we talking about here?
1: Well, I, I think what we're talking about in the first instance is is, is a gargantuan task, right? This is a, this is now a daunting challenge, right? Um, you have uh, questions over how everything was done in the past. You have questions over how can confidence be regained, even internally, never mind public and political confidence and the confidence of the Oireachtas. Um a, That inevitably uh, raises questions around personnel, and I think this is the. Uh, this is the space into which uh, this entire story is moving. I mean, we still don't know uh, why it was that uh, RTE published for years what were uh, misleading figures about Ryan Tuberty. The organisation's position is that Dee Forbes was the only one, certainly in respect to the period after 2020, that she was the only one who was in possession of all the information. The argument on the part of the RTE executive is that certain people uh, were aware of elements of the story, but not all of it. Uh, but a, whilst that has been met with uh, political incredulity at the level of two Oireachtas committees, Uh, We're now in a mode where a new director general is arriving within the next number of weeks and has very clearly signaled that the whole thing is going to be shaken up.
0: Now, the payment that was routed through a British company, I think it was CMS, which is a British company based in Britain. It belongs to Noel Kelly, who is Ryan Toverty's agent. The payment of money rooted through that account, I know in your, in a previous life, Arthur, finance was your expertise. Does that present or raise questions and present a problem, potentially?
1: Well, uh, the position set out by RTE in before two Oireachtas committees is that uh, these payments were legal. Um, however... Uh, During the proceedings yesterday, the chief financial officer of RTE, who is uh, Richard Collins, he implicitly questioned that assertion by saying that his own personal opinion was, and I quote, maybe the taxpayer was defrauded. Now, you can't have a fraud on the taxpayer uh, if the payments were legal. So that question is certainly there. And the uh, the first remarks that you quoted at the very start, those of Shunni Raleigh. Yes. The uh, new chairwoman, in situ for only seven months, uh, and one imagines she must be wondering what on earth uh, she has walked into uh, as all of this gets worse and worse. Uh, her remarks were that the, this was an act designed to deceive what was the motivation here. And it's very rare in... Uh, public debate that you have a motivation imputed to anyone about anything because uh, it's a very difficult, it can be a very difficult thing to stand up. But on the face of it, when you look at the totality of the evidence that we now have in respect to these payments, it certainly looks like a, an effort to, uh, to conceal what exactly was going on. These invoices were uh, described as 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 uh, fees for consultancy. They weren't fees for consultancy. They were fees to Ryan Tuberty. Um, they, uh, the consultancy.
0: They were, and it, forgive me, Arthur. The consultancy Richard Collins, the chief financial officer, suggested as to how RTE might manage their way through COVID. So this, this was. This is. You do agree that's... <laughs> oh oh I mean it's, it's, it's just it's just
1: astonishing it's, it's it's astonishing it's astonishing um the the idea that the agent to some of the station's big stars would then uh come in and uh receive payments from the barter account into his UK company for giving RTE advice on sponsorship pressures that have arisen because the whole world is shutting down because of COVID, and and but that wasn't what it was at all. I mean, these were payments to Ryan Tuberty. That's what it was. They were payments to Ryan Tuberty. They weren't going to Ryan Tuberty via the usual route, which would have been from the payroll into Ryan Tuberty. They were going from Montrose into the UK barter account into the account of Noel Kelly's UK co- company, and subsequently to Ryan Tuberty.
0: And the fee. For this, we were told, was twelve hundred euros per hour.
1: Well, that was per the that was per the invoices, as has been reported by Primetime on RTE. And you'd have to think now, that the, that their that their sources would be pretty good for that assertion, even though RTE itself and the RTE board are not commenting on that.
0: The whole question of the 1,800 employees in RTE and I know personally from 40 years, over 40 years of working there, they really are first class, excellent, and totally dedicated. And many are treated very, very badly indeed. And I wonder what you make of, I'm sure you saw the scenes of 200 people demonstrating on Wednesday evening. Among them, people like, you know, Paul Cunningham, Sinead Crowley, very, very angry. Some of them moved to tears by what they were learning about the organisation they worked for, and obviously also angry at the way they see people, junior people, new people, what are regarded as being other than the talent, quote-unquote. That anger needs to be assuaged, and it hasn't been, has it?
1: No, no, no. Well, it it, it can't be for as long as... Uh, you have this drip-free of disclosure, you have shifting sands in terms of the public account of what uh, was going on, and a sense that uh, the the whole place is, um, is is in absolute turmoil. I mean, people, it seems to me, it doesn't matter what discipline uh, people work in or what discipline people are engaged in, if you're a footballer, if you're a hurler, if you're a musician, if you're a, a, a journalist, no matter what, if you're an accountant... If your work, for your work to be good, it has to mean something to you. And this is why people internally are so annoyed, because their work is very, very important to them. And this is also why the public outcry, the public anger at what's going on, is also so intensive, because RTE means a lot to a lot of people. And if it didn't mean a lot to a lot of people, well, then it wouldn't have been fulfilling the very important function it has, which is that of a public service broadcaster. So while there is uh, a very great, great, great anger at what's going on, that anger is a reflection of uh, the sense that this has really uh, derailed it and what was going on behind the scenes was at variance with what should really be happening.
0: Yeah, now there was, in response to Fine Alan Dillon, who I thought was very good and asked good, crisp, short and penetrating questions. He talked to the Chief Financial Officer, Richard Collins, who had a hard time, including having to reveal very reluctantly, and I can kind of get his thing, what he was earning. He looked kind of startled and rather shocked. Dylan wanted to know whether deception and fraud might fit into the same category. I mean, Richard Collins said he wasn't sure. He didn't put the deal together and has since brought the barter account into the proper ledger. Is there any suggestion here that the taxpayer was defrauded? And uh, he said maybe the taxpayer had been defrauded
1: well, the, 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 these, are, the, the, these are his words, and he is the chief financial officer. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, but ultimately, right, this is, this is a public institution. It's owned by, it's owned by everyone. Um, people pay the license fee, it has commercial revenue, but a, ultimately it's public money, right? If, uh, if RTE is losing money, uh, the public, the people, the state is on the hook for that. If RTE is spending money improperly, that's a draw on the state. Uh, and we've seen the consequences. I mean, the, these are, uh, you know, people say, oh, 75,000 euro per year for Ryan Tupper, these, these are small amounts of money. I mean, they're not really that small. I mean, I mean there, are, there are people out there who are trying Math. to rear families on half that amount of money, right? Yes. half that amount of money, right? And this was the top-up. Yes.
0: Right?
1: And, and uh, the quantum of money then when you look at the the, the scale of the damage done, uh, it, it, it is really, 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 um, uh, really quite extraordinary. So, I mean, it's kind of the, the, the question as to, uh, as to whether there was a, a fraud per se on taxpayers, it's certainly the case that what was done has caused grave damage to all taxpayers because, because there is going to be a bill now to mop all of this up.
0: Now, the minister with responsibility for the media and RTE is Catherine Martin, Deputy Leader of the Greens. She's known about this since March. Now, again, Richard Collins disclosed something we didn't know, that it was the 7th of March, early March, in the release of a document on Tuesday by the Executive Board. They said it was late March when this became... Known
1: it wasn't well. This is well. This is, this is yet another instance of the of the of the of the sh- yeah. of the sands shifting.
0: Well, let me just yeah talk us through so our listeners understand exactly what he learned on, He was told on the seventh of March there was a problem. The minister Martin has admitted that she was told, but she doesn't say when in March, but in March that there was quote unquote a problem. She didn't say if she knew what the problem was, but it seems, well, it's of interest of whether she was told that Ryan Tuberty was the problem because on the 12th of March, Ryan Tubberty informed the director of content, Jim Jennings, that he was quitting the Late Late Show. He then announced it on the 16th of March. And the following day, St. Patrick's Day, Deloitte tried to get in touch and did, in fact, get in touch with Ortiz Audit and Risk Committee. And still, throughout all of this, and then for a couple of months, Ryan Tuberleys was winding down, he left to acclaim, and I was one of those who acclaimed him. Ooh. The question, Arthur, is this. Where was the minister? How much did she know? Why? Well, I mean, she... it's... it's... Is there a political responsibility here, or accountability required? The minister has been really very quiet until yesterday, and the Taoiseach also spoke yesterday. What's your judgment or your feeling for what the people responsible politically for this did or didn't do, or should or shouldn't have done?
1: Well, I mean, let, let, let's um, uh, let's break it down. Right, the, the minister has told sometime in March there's an issue, uh, presumably. Uh, she's told that uh, this is a serious issue, potentially a grave issue. It doesn't sound like the minister was told there was a there was a leak in the roof in one of the TV studios, right? She's yes. Not, that's not the level, right? Okay, No. Um, what did the minister do? Well, who did the minister challenge? Uh, we simply don't know. But go, go, into the, go into what was happening in early March, right? Now, bear in mind, the original position was that this was a late-March issue. We now know that Deloitte, who were to sign off on the 2022 accounts, went to the chief financial officer on March the 7th. He went on March the 8th to D Forbes. She was the director general. This is where the argument, this is where the, uh, the, the assertion that the uh, that the invoices from the Noel Kelly UK company, that these were for advice to RTE on sponsorship because of COVID pressures. That's where that uh, yeah. explanation seems to have originated. That was the 8th of March. On the 9th of March, uh, Richard Collins goes back to Deloitte. In the intervening days, before Deloitte goes to the audit committee on St. Patrick's Day, uh, Ryan Tupperty says, uh, tells people in RTE that he's out, that he's giving up the Late Late Show, the time has come. This is announced on March the 16th. And then on March the 17th, Deloitte formally go to the Audit and Risk Committee of the board. Now, the, uh, the head of that committee, Anne O'Leary.
0: Who's very good, I thought. Yes, yes, days, yes, for, yes. Quite,
1: quite so. And uh, she, she was very clear in the committee yesterday that she has another job. And that her RTE duties—this is work that she does uh, on the weekends and in the evenings—and uh, she, uh, she, she suggested there was nothing unusual that this engagement with Deloitte in respect of RTE would take place on Saint Patrick's Day because, essentially, the 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 line was that she she's a busy person, right? Okay, and um, she. Uh, the Audit and Risk Committee then acts very quickly and Grant Thornton are taken in. But I mean that was that's St. Patrick's Day. That's the 16th. That's the day after Ryan Turberty tells the world that he's off. <laughs> and then we still respect. have a statement. Then we then but then we have a statement on Tuesday saying none of this crystallized until late March. Late yes. March, they said. Late March, right? Yes. I mean, so it a I mean the, the Ryan Tuberty position in the one of the two statements that he has issued is that uh, none of this was uh, uh, none of this um, uh, payments issue was connected with his decision to leave but again uh, there is uh, great skepticism about that at the level of the eruptus committees
0: a final question to arthur about the silence from minister Martin and from the Taoiseach in the intervening months, months, before this scandal broke and after Ryan Tuberley had left.
1: Well, it... Um,
0: there's silence, yeah, there's, isn't there?
1: Well, there is, there is. And we, we simply don't know uh, as to whether they were saying to Wartie were as, as to whether they were going to the chair, chairwoman to say, look at, um, how grave is this? How serious is this? Uh, what the hell are you going to do about it? And do we know... And then, I mean, we have this other we have this other aspect again: the shifting sands, the changing narrative, the way uh, full information is not disclosed. That uh, we know that on last Friday week, that um, the chairwoman asked D Forbes to resign. We know she uh, refused. We know a disciplinary process was then started. We know she was suspended on the Wednesday.
0: We also we know, know remarkably that Shunni Raleigh didn't tell the minister.
1: Well, this is the thing, this is the thing. That, 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 that
0: the, the Director-General of RTE was out.
1: Yes, and that and that, and that, uh, that she had sought her resignation um, in the days before she was suspended, right? So, yeah. I mean, the, she was suspended on the Wednesday. The first statement about this thing came out on the Thursday. Uh, only on Friday did RTE reveal that D Forbes had been suspended. And when Shunni Raleigh, the Chairwoman, met the Minister on Saturday... Uh, She apparently didn't say that the board had been seeking D Forbes' resignation.
0: Well, as we say in the business, there are questions that must be answered. Arthur, this is a very, very serious story indeed. I'm sure you'll agree. Absolutely. It goes to the very heart of our public service broadcasting and the people who work there at the very top as opposed to the other virtually 1,800 employees. And we're very grateful to you, Arthur, for... Talking to us today. Thank you very much indeed. Arthur is the current affairs editor of the Irish Times. Thanks to Arthur. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.